0: Everyone, my name is Jonathan Fries, and you are listening to What the Flock? Where we talk about topics that have caused so much damage. People don't come to church anymore. I'm the senior pastor of Music of Life Church Appleton, and I'm joined by the senior pastor of Music of Life Church, Kimberly, Pastor Joel Swakowski. Hey, Pastor
1: Joel. Hey, Pastor Jonathan.
0: Like I just blew my head off with that What the Flock
1: there for a second. Blow a vocal cord.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah! Okay, we're continuing our journey. I feel a lot better. Thank you for the last episode.
1: Yeah, that was a good one.
0: We're at uh, God's Will Part 3, and today we're talking about dissolve. Dissolve? Dissolve, I say, you say. What do you say about this topic, Pastor Joel? What is dissolve? First, gotta give the disclaimer. Oh, a disclaimer. That's right.
1: Yep. This episode is Part 3.
0: This episode Yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny.
0: You gotta speed it up. You gotta speed it up. And you know, if we have post-production, you speed it up. I should. That'd be hilarious.
1: Oh. So we're in part three of a five-part series on God's Will. This is the God's Will season, and now we're really getting into it. It took everything we've taught up to this point to be able to teach this to do so decently and in order for the benefit of you, the audience. If you haven't listened to seasons one through four and what we've already covered in season five, we implore you to do so. Implore. 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 Em- Listen. Emphatic encouragement. Em-
0: emphatic encouragement. Why, why, why are you, he- why are you here? Yes. Why are you here listening to this right now? Just stop it. It's okay. If you can still
1: hear Jonathan asking you, why are you here? You should have pressed pause and gone back to season one by now,
0: guys. Guys, what the heck,
1: (laughs) guys? Don't do it. Just just go to the other stuff. You may not you may not see it yet, but even season one episode one on drinking plays a role in today's episode.
0: Right? Would you want someone to take your words out of context and then? (laughs) Use them to prove your beliefs. If you want that, and if you enjoy that, well, then keep listening. But if you don't want that, then please
1: listen to our implores. Implore. We're going to keep imploring. We will. So God's plan and God's will are two different things. God's plan to hang out with the righteous bride for eternity. Yes. God's will is the manner or the method in which he accomplishes this plan.
0: Every time I hear it, it gets more more simple and more clear.
1: Part two looked at how God makes decisions in his plan, in any
2: plan. He does it through council meetings. This part, dissolve, part three,
1: is going to look at God's approach to everything. Yes, Isaiah 55.9 teaches us that God's thoughts are higher than man's. And the most dramatic example of this occurs when we look at our approach to problems. Man's will is to solve problems. And it actually results in the creation of three or more problems whenever this is applied to people. Hmm. You may have heard of the law of unintended consequences. I've heard of it. That's what we're talking about here. When a man tries to solve a problem, when it is related to people, it results in three or more problems resulting from the method or how he approached it. God's will is to dissolve problems. Which results in everyone benefiting because it is truth.
2: Nice.
0: So the manner in which God accomplishes things is through dissolve. Yes. Excellent. So how, That's how he been... appro-
1: approaches everything. So nice. he'd say even when he has a council meeting. Yep. His approach to that meeting is from the perspective of we're gonna dissolve whatever the agenda item is today. Oh, that's great. We're gonna dissolve it.
3: Oh not
1: solve it. We're gonna dissolve it.
0: We're not gonna make three more problems. We're going to cross off the agenda item.
1: It'll be as if the problem doesn't exist anymore or whatever. problem plan- yeah. is yeah. dead. He's gone. He's gone.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. Yep. The problem is gone. It's gone. It is dissolved. Excellent. Thank you for that. that. was That was awesome. That's awesome commentary. So how have people been hurt by this topic in the church or how has this topic caused disunity?
1: Our intention as humans is to make things better. Yes. However, the result is we make things worse. Wah, wah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And therefore prove we didn't, when we do this, we prove we didn't follow God's influence.
0: Wah, 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 wah. I know, it's
1: just sad. When we don't admit it is our fault due to pride, we prevent God's plan and may even become hypocrites, forfeiting our own Mm -hmm. salvation. Dang. That's the overarching conflict in the church.
0: Got it. So we have a strict side and we have a loose side when this topic comes about. Let's talk about the strict side. How does the strict side handle this this, uh, concept of dissolve?
1: This side believes a logical step-by-step approach will eventually solve every problem. Hmm. This does work with inanimate things
2: like machines. This is problem solving and it involves analysis.
1: So analysis is breaking down the, breaking the problem down into smaller pieces, finding the wrong part, fixing it and then putting it back together. Think of a mechanic and a car. Yep. Break down the engine, Find the issue, fix it, put it back together, and then call Joel and tell him the inordinate amount of money it cost him due to his inability to fix cars himself.
0: You know what? I will. Next time I have an issue with my car, I will call you and say, no, no, you know, that's I'll... not what I
2: meant. That's not what I meant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. So how do these people support that strict perspective with the Bible?
1: Here's one, Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Wait a minute.
0: and
2: how Wait a minute. You? I yeah. have a
1: tattoo of that verse on my arm. <laughs> no. Oh, do you? No. Oh, okay. I just want to say, we love that verse. Oh, we do. yeah. But again, this side is often just taking the Bible out of context, right?
0: Yeah. So, wait, what are they saying when they say that? What is the strength? I have the saying? strength to solve. I can any do problem. it. I can solve any problem. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. So, how would you handle an interaction with someone?
1: Well, after a fact, I would point out the three issues that were created from that, however, solution they came up with. Oh. However, what tends to happen there is they would just say that they're going to deal with those issues later, not realizing that every later response will cause at least three more problems. They just expound on themselves. look at this so proverbs 3 5 says trust in the lord with all your heart so this could be another thing i would talk to these people about they want to use the bible i'll use the bible too let's go trust in the lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding well why why shouldn't i lean on my own understanding again isaiah 55 9 referred to above says for as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts? God's thoughts are higher than man's. Yeah. Uh, simply, that's how I could. That's how I could handle this person is asking them how do they deal with if they're going to use a verse that enables them to just solve every problem however they deem fit. I'm going to use the Bible to show them that they shouldn't be relying on their own understanding.
0: Right, because it is, it's him who's strengthening. It's yeah. him who's flowing. Right. You know, it's God's
2: grace that's doing that. And, Precisely. I mean, okay. So the strict perspective
0: when it comes to problems, when it comes to how do we handle this issue? You know, how do we dissolve it? They think a logical, analytical, let's pull it apart and dissect it and fix it, put it back together approach will create the perfect society
2: oh
1: yes Very so nice. this
0: so this this goes out not only to the problem but you know this this goes back to society this goes back to how the world works if we yeah. just found out what the problem was pull everything apart find the problem fix it put it back together we would not we would be fine as a society
2: yeah Just zone in on those wrong pieces and fix them through effort. And
1: through, through treating people like machines or animals.
0: Yep. Through discipline, whatever. It doesn't, you know, I don't care how people feel. That's if if they're a problem, we got to fix it. Yep. Cool. Well, before we go to the other side of the argument, the loose perspective, why don't we take a call from, mcmillan alabama it is pastor richard tater go ahead pastor tater you are on the line
3: hello pastor joel and pastor jonathan it's pastor richard tater how y'all doing you know i have a question how do y'all pick these topics because this one is kind of amplifying the issues i'm currently dealing with
2: well
1: i'm interested in hearing more however let's take a step back what is your experience with this topic?
2: Oh,
3: well, oh, oh, well, yeah. Uh yeah, thank you, Pastor Joe. You know, I, I believe the way God brings about his will is the reward and punishment. Unfortunately, this is the way I brought about my will before I began calling into y'all's show.
0: Whoa. What issues have you been dealing with?
3: Well. <sighs> Pastor Johnson, kind of hard to say this on the air. Uh, I haven't been a man. I've been a dang dumb boy. Hard to say. You know, y'all showed me how the Bible says a man focuses on the causes and gives up control over the effects. However, rewards and punishments do happen to be effects and I am focused on those effects.
1: What do you think about Pastor Rich shutting down his church?
3: Well, uh, honestly, Pastor Joel, I've set such a bad example for Dickie. I should have defended him when he was a teenager. Instead, I was worried about being punished myself by my senior pastor. You know, I'm just glad Dickie and I have been able to reconnect with you two men of God.
0: <laughs> well, thanks, Pastor Tater. Are you going to go to Crawley this week?
3: Yes, uh, uh, I am. Uh, I'm sure you're, you're going to hear from us next week. You know, uh, look forward to it. But, you know, this was my favorite podcast. on hate. God bless.
0: Well, thank you, Pastor Richard Tater, for the call, for being so honest and vulnerable. That was amazing. Yeah. You know, yeah. boys are focused on effects. Boys will constantly ask, what is in it for me? Mm. That's what they do. And they will not do anything unless they know what's in it for them. Men, however, are focused on the causes. So it's great seeing Pastor Rich and Pastor Tater grow as men together.
1: Amen. I agree. I'm, and I'm looking forward to hearing from Pastor Rich and Pastor Tater next week. That should be fun. Yeah.
0: All right. So what's the other side of the argument? Let's talk about the loose side, Pastor Joel.
1: Well, if the strict side can be categorized as doing the causes in order to get the effects, the loose side ignores the causes and the effects because they really don't think we can understand God's will anyways.
0: Okay. So how have people been hurt by that perspective?
1: Well, this approach is known as absolve, which just really means to ignore something. Okay. Maybe it'll go away. We all know that everything is just going to get worse. The loose side is okay with this because they don't believe they're hurting others like the strict side is with approaching things with the logical step-by-step solve approach. You know, it's this mentality of it's all part of God's plan. We just don't understand it right
0: we can't explain how that happened we can't just like kind of what we were talking yep. about last episode right
1: you know can't at least we're not it. doing it like those solve people
0: right we're not hurting people trying yeah. to just like fix problems and making things we're just worse. giving it up to god
1: yeah sounds pretty up front but it's ends up being just as damaging
0: how would you handle an interaction with someone who held that perspective
1: well, you're gonna see these questions may sound familiar, and it really because a lot of the episodes we've done in the past, the loose side of the perspective kind of has this same mentality. But I would just ask a couple questions similar to do you think you are helping the person that you're interacting with? Or even why do you try to help anybody? And remember, that's what this does is it exposes a contradiction and you can't say, or we can't say that, well, God will just take care of it. It's all part of his plan. We can't ignore an issue and then also try to help somebody with an issue.
0: That's yeah, it's not ignoring it. Yeah, it's yeah. not ignoring, helping someone with the issue is not ignoring the issue. Right.
1: So if yeah. somebody actually believes that this is all part of God's plan, we don't understand it. There's nothing we can do anyways, then don't ever try to help anybody.
0: Yeah. Be jacked about the way things are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Man, you'd be excited that things are such a mess. Yeah. It's part
1: of God's plan, right? Yeah. Unless you don't want God's plan to happen. Right. These right. questions are like, oh, really pokey, but. Yeah, God. man. Spectacular.
0: So when you see this going on in the church, this, this, the way that people are handling problems, the strict side, the loose side, what is your perspective? What are your thoughts?
1: I see three groups of people. There's a group I feel sorry for. These are people that just try to ignore problems. And what we see on the outside is everything just keeps getting worse. There's the group I understand why they do it. It's the people that know that doing nothing is wrong.
2: Blanky. So they
1: have to do something. Mm. However, these people tend to focus on the tangible causes with analytical thinking. The breaking down of problems, when de- especially when dealing with, even when dealing with people. And it never results in the peace and joy in the long term that they're looking for. Then there's a the group of people I'm impressed with. These are people that know man's way of solving problems doesn't work. So they focus more on God. Awesome.
0: So what is the ultimate answer? My favorite question.
1: The ultimate answer for how to deal with a problem or how to approach any project, any plan, any issue is dissolve. You focus on the intangible causes. We're going to break this down. Part of this is avoiding the tangible effects of a problem by focusing on the intangible cause and everyone benefits. So we saw the strict side works by analysis and our brains actually work this way naturally. Our brain naturally breaks everything down into smaller categories. Dissolve is completely the opposite of how our brains work. It's synthesis and contrastive thinking. So we need to look to the entire picture, the biggest picture. And the first step is away from the immediate answer. So I have some examples, luckily.
2: Yeah.
0: So you said the, the word so you said the word synthesis.
2: What yeah, is the word?
1: Yeah, go ahead. Instead of breaking something down, we're looking at it from the biggest perspective as possible. We're backing up from the problem
2: instead of breaking down. So you go to the next biggest system. Mm. Okay. Got it. So it's a back a big, big backward step. So you're yeah, so
0: you're backing away from the problem. And when you say we start backing away from the problem that will bring us closer to what the intangible,
1: intangible cause, cause What's is, really going on.
0: What is really happening. Yeah. Like take a backward step. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to help us see things from a, and what's cool is that it, it is a higher perspective. Like look at it yeah. from a higher perspective.
1: You know, and, and we've heard it said, and I mean, you and I had a, dis- a conversation earlier today. We were talking about something where, you asked advice from another person about the record that your band just published. Yep. And you said to me, yeah, I asked I asked my friend what he thought. I get, I asked him this question. What'd you think? And my explanation behind why I asked him was because I'm too close to it. So essentially what you're saying is I can't help but be analytical about this project. Cause I'm in the middle of it. I have all these yeah. biases. Yeah. So I'm gonna ask somebody who is outside of this issue, outside of this project, because they're gonna have a bigger perspective over it and likely see the intangible causes of what I'm asking them for more clearly. And his response was exactly that. He gave you a perspective that you hadn't seen before because you are in it. So that's kind of the difference between analytical and synthesis, is that sometimes you know when you're i'm too close to the problem that's literally somebody saying i can't help but analyze this i need somebody to help be synthetic over this take this step back look at the bigger picture see all the pieces that are impacting this issue from mm-hmm. the outside that i mm-hmm. can't see because i'm in it nice so in the bible what we see is god always dissolves problems when dealing with people. Again, too, we're talking dissolve is relating to people. We're not talking about machines and animals. Nice, okay. But here are just a few examples from the Bible of God dissolving an issue. Go ahead and read Exodus chapter one through chapter 14. It's really the Exodus story from the beginning of the people of Israel in Egypt to the red Sea. god had a plan greater than what the people understood again they're in it right
2: yep yep
1: to this point in the story the plan for the people looked like it involved getting the children of israel out of egypt and then what Well, Egypt would eventually send its army to attack the defenseless children of Israel. Mm. Sounds like a problem. Mm -hmm. God's plan, God's plan addressed defending Israel from Egypt's army. However, God wanted to defend the children of Israel sooner rather than later. So God's plan was God's plan to defend Israel was to cause Egypt to see The children of israel as physically trapped by geography nice then god would save them with a supernatural event the parting of the red sea Mm -hmm. this was not something egypt would have considered in their prideful state they were also too close to the problem however this meant circumstances had to appear to get worse For the children of israel in order in order to lure in the egyptian army the result the egyptian army is gone problem dissolved
0: incredible
1: (laughs) isn't that awesome
0: yeah dude man so tense oh i know so unbelievably tense to be brought to this the red sea if you're in the children of israel at that time
1: So now that's another thing we can see is every time the children of Israel complained, it was because they weren't thinking with synthesis and dissolve. Mm -hmm. They were breaking everything down and they were looking too short term, not big enough picture. Yeah. Because every answer God had in response to the children of Israel complaining was they aren't seeing the big picture.
2: So here's another story the cut the baby in half story. 1 Kings chapter 3, read it for yourself. You can
1: see Solomon operating with the wisdom of God and not the wisdom of man. He dissolved it and not solved it. So what we see here, the solution to the issue of whose baby is it, through God's wisdom, we end up finding out what the right woman who the baby really belonged to because because God it was god's wisdom through solomon to really find out who the the of the thought process of the women behind or behind this whole um argument the result of this whole thing the cut the baby in half move resulted in there being no argument afterwards who the baby belonged to where if Solomon had just deemed one of the women, the mom without doing the cut in half, it would have led to there still being arguments over whether this was the right decision or not. Where, and that and then the ultimate result of this is everybody who saw Solomon operate the way he did attributed
2: this solution to God. They all were like, Whoa, Solomon has
1: God's wisdom. They all knew this was not of man. Or well, what would it be? Man would be Solomon just kind of trying to determine through analysis. What's analysis? It's a trial. I bring witnesses to the stand, I ask all these questions, and whoever makes the best defense or the best argument. I have to, of my own accord, just kind of decide who I think is the right, the right mom Mm. when, because Solomon says, cut the baby in half, what ends up, what he ends up finding out that here again, what we see is when you look at the, when you look at the problem from the right angle, the solution becomes obvious. And here we go. Once he says, cut the baby in half, the response of the two women makes it obvious who the child belongs to. And there's no argument afterwards. Another story, cast the first stone. John chapter 8, recommend reading it. Yeah, Jesus approached the intangible cause within the Pharisees trying to stone the adulterous woman. He didn't attack the tangible cause of adultery. That's what these guys were trying to do. He says, he who's without sin cast the first stone. What's the result? They drop the rocks. Problem dissolved. Amazing. Now here's a bigger picture, more overarching example of the difference between dissolve and solve.
2: Grace versus the law. Where grace is a dissolve. It's literally the step
1: I take is a backward step to draw on the Holy Spirit as a cause in handling anything that I'm doing, including the problems I have, including all the projects I'm involved in. And the result will be, he will lead me in righteousness. Versus the law was really a list of tangible things to really ultimately avoid, a list of things to avoid.
0: So if I if I follow God's direction, I'm not gonna need to focus on what to avoid. Right. And I'm not gonna need to offer any sacrifices for breaking this law because I will fulfill it and I will follow it as God's spirit leads me to love
2: those around me and to love God. And then ultimately definitions.
1: When you get to the intangible cause of a concept, the definition of whatever that word is, is dissolve. Or what we would love to say and do say is doctrine. Doctrine is dissolve. Hmm. Doctrine is those true principles that work regardless of the context. That's a good way of saying what a dissolve approach is. How do you approach every context? With doctrine. If you do it with doctrine, you will dissolve whatever context you're stepping into. You'll have the dissolve approach to any problem, to any project, because you'll be operating according to truth, principles that are true regardless of what you're stepping into. Now, furthermore, what we see here is the difference between a malevolent perspective of the universe and a benevolent perspective humans naturally hold the malevolent perspective as it relates to the universe humans naturally see the world as a bad place and we try to limit the badness right and really it kind of has it results in this perspective though of these bad things we rationalize them away as well at least they help us appreciate the good things where god said everything he created was very good God holds the benevolent perspective. Good is good in and of itself. Good doesn't need
2: evil to survive. So, what is the evil in the world? Who is the villain?
1: Who, or in other words, who are the people who have a plan that opposes the hero? Most people, including myself, before I learn this, think that Satan's the villain,
2: but he's not. Hmm. Who's the villain of this story? We are human beings. But what's cool is Jesus's story is
1: to come to earth, experience the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection, and to redeem the villain. What an epic story. Yes. The redeeming of the villain. So how is humanity redeemed? Through confession and repentance. My plan is wrong. Your plan isn't God. I choose your plan. So can you see dissolve in how God approaches everything, especially problems, is in the God's will category Mm -hmm. or how he accomplishes his plan? Because dissolve is how God approaches everything that needs to be done to accomplish his ultimate plan, his ultimate goal, his ultimate desire of a righteous bride to interact with for eternity. God's first step is the opposite of man's first step. God addresses the intangible causes. right? And we see this most clearly with how God
2: handles problems. Tips for applying this topic. Number one, practice contrastive thinking. Remember, contrastive
1: thinking is like humility on steroids. It's not just considering another perspective. It's considering the opposite perspective of what you hold.
2: Yeah,
1: Being contrastive and inviting people to be contrastive, to help you be contrastive, having council meetings can help you get closer to having a dissolved perspective. Because remember... Our first approach is the opposite of God's first approach. So, if I can be intentional about bringing myself and other people into my life to help me see the opposite of my own biases, I'll more likely handle problems and projects and plans and objectives and goals from the dissolve approach, like God. I'll be more likely to do that. And then, another tip for applying this topic before going just A to B, in an attempt to solve a problem in one step, take a step back to look at why whatever it is happened instead of immediately addressing the effects that you're seeing. And this is what I believe Jesus was doing all the time. What we see him doing is every situation he stepped into, it's like in his brain, he has his first thought is this. Okay. Okay. I see everything going on
2: right now. But what's really going on spiritually, mm. intangibly, what are the
1: causes in place that is resulting in the mess that I just I just stepped into? I think that's how Jesus was handling everything. That's how Jehovah's handling everything is there's always this mentality of
2: okay, I see what's going on. But what's really going on here? Mm. So those would be some tips for applying the topic of dissolve. Amazing. Well, thank you so
0: much, Pastor Joel. This has been What the Flock. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, if you've been hurt by church, you're not alone. We're here for you.